This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. I think that there is potential for positive supply news from South America if what weather now delays the soybean harvest in Brazil, as climate scientist Eric Snodgrass sees as possible. That would cut further into their safrina corn crop, impacting both acres and yield of the corn crop. USDA says that all the improvement in U.S. soybean yield and production will go to the carryover. Both USDA forecasts for average cash prices for corn of 480 and soybeans at 1275 are now well above current price levels that it would take a rally to realize. Farmers overplanted corn acres last year, motivated by the $5.90 crop insurance price guarantee. New Crop 2024 corn, which the crop insurance price is based upon the average price for the month of February, is currently over a dollar per bushel below last year. That should take the energy out of corn acreage. However, costs have fallen. Farmers have advanced tillage and field preparation given the extended fall. And farmers have confidence in their ability to grow high yields. It is hard for farmers to grow less corn. There is potential for some real improvement in corn demand from ethanol's inclusion as a feedstock for sustainable aviation fuel. The RFS mandate is 15 billion gallons, and the market for SAF could be 35 billion gallons by 2050. Correct decisions need to be made now for this market realization. Unfortunately, it requires more than flipping a switch for SAF corn demand to be realized, so it's not an immediate effect to our demand shortfall relative to our productivity. Last week's quarterly grain stocks report provided a look where the crops are positioned between arm farm holdings and commercial storage. About 25% of the available corn supply and 32% of all soybean inventories were consumed domestically or exported since the start of the marketing year in September. As of December 1st, the USDA estimated that farmers were holding on to 64% of remaining corn supply and 48% of soybeans. Counting for the changes in production from last season, more corn was still kept on the farm than a year ago, while farmers stored relatively less of the last soybean crop. What is unknown about the grain stored on or off farm is whether it is owned by farmers or the elevator. There can be bull stocks and commercial storage that the farmer still owns and bushels in the farmer's bin that they already sold for forward delivery. It is thought generally that farmers have sold most of the last soybean crop but still own just more than half of the corn crop. One piece of evidence that clearly supports the observation of farmers holding way more corn than usual is the trader position report that shows commercial hedgers being nearly net even in their futures holdings as opposed to having a net short that was equal to more than 2 billion bushels at this time a year ago. Merchandisers short the market when they make purchases from the farmer, but they have not had as many bushels to hedge up to this point. One important question about market positioning is how much grain has been sold on a basis contract. With particularly more corn having been contracted against the basis than usual, it may be a source of pressure during the last few weeks of February. The large number of sellers have to decide whether to price or roll the contract. Pricing the contract would involve the elevators closing out long futures positions, while rolling forward would increase selling the March futures and buying one of the later months which currently holds substantial price premiums over the nearby market. While farmers are rolling into the futures carry, speculators may be still selling heavily into it. 
A downward trend in carry market has encouraged hedge funds to stay short because it allowed them to close out nearby future positions for a profit while selling the later months at higher prices. The latest estimates would have the managed money traders holding net short positions that are over 250,000 contracts deep for corn and more than 50,000 contracts negative for soybeans. The hedge funds know that farmers have a large amount of corn left to sell, so they will need a convincing reason to close out their bearish bets. The available supply of soybeans remains tight on a historical basis, so it could be that a bullish shift for that market raises the risk of being short the grains. It could also be that the recent price break attracts heavier buying interest from importers like China, which is increasingly likely as the U.S. corn price widens its discount to competing offers in Brazil. Money managers will not want to be the last one to exit their short positions if they see headlines about further trouble for Brazil's safrina corn crop. It would seem especially important to have a plan for catching up on old crop sales and managing basis contracts over the next several weeks, which may include consideration of strategies for re-ownership with futures and options. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information and marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.